you are invited as we delve into the unhinged. Well, it ain't working now, Frank. the movie line. The grotesque. And the bizarre. Who calls me from out of the pit? Whether you asked for it or not. This is Late Night Psychorama. There's a new uh, Nazi zombie movie that just came out. What's that one called? I forget, but J.J. Abrams made it. I don't know if he directed it or, or he just produced it. But I think I have some Nazi experiments and zombies are the genres like most milked fucking cow. Like that poor cow. <laughs> its teats are just yeah. It's just this emaciated. And it's, and, and, and it's probably shouting, just watch Shockwaves, just watch yeah, Shockwaves. Uh, well, no, no, well, that, well that, that's the point, the other point. Nazi experiments and zombies, like, on their own have been done to death. But then even the putting them together has been done. And it's just like, this, this poor cow looks like the end of Wreck. You know, that <laughs> skeletal cadaver. <laughs> Strangely. Yeah, yeah, just like trapped up in this fucking... Attic. So anytime some half-wit, no-talent screenwriter needs like a uh, uh, Nazi experiment, that's why we have the the villain, and uh, the villain um, zombies. Yeah, yeah. We we didn't have enough of them lately. All right. Well, anyway, kids, this is late night psychorama. This is a little podcast the three of us have where we watch. Uh, we take two movies from the horror genre that are a little bit more down the beaten path. Um, actually, no, I wouldn't say they're from the beaten path. That no, completely contradicts what I'm saying. What's the other? What's the other term? What's the, the opposite of beaten path? The road less. Traveled. The road less traveled. Um, we are the Robert Frost of yes podcasts. Um, <laughs> We are not going to do Evil Dead or Nightmare on Elm Street or The Exorcist or anything like that. We kind of try to find something a little less, you know, talked about. Uh, mainly because you can hear or read or see about those movies in lots of places by far more intelligent and interesting people than any of us. If I were to describe this show, it would be like if you walked out of a midnight showing of an old horror movie and you passed by those hopeless weirdos that are still talking about the movie or other related horror movies outside in the alley there's going to be spoilers and lots of other things (laughs) general discussion is going to involve spoilers we do it in the double feature format much like the old uh, drive-in days and Joe, why don't you tell us what movies we're doing today? Did I forget anything? No. Oh, I'm I'm Jonathan. That's right. <laughs> okay, uh, I guess so. I'm Joe, and I'm Andrew. All right, Joe. I I think, but by, by the way, that of all the iterations, I think you using the term uh, "hopeless weirdos" is probably the best. The, one. Yeah, yeah. That's the hits the nail right in the coffin. Tonight we are doing "Tombs of the Blind Dead," a human sound in the ancient cemetery brings the evil creatures from their tombs. Ah! 
the Templars perform their sadistic rites. A virgin is sacrificed in a blood ritual. A fiery death for those who can't escape the blind death. Coming soon from your cemetery. And Razorback. Out here is where it will find you. She was the last one to see it. Now, he must face it. Thought you might know what happened. Alone. God has created it. And hell has given it a name. Now, there's a new breed of terror. Let's start with Tombs of the Blind Dead. Joe, why don't why don't you uh, cue us in there, babe? Did you want to talk about anything before we go into the movies? Um, has anybody watched anything recently? Or Andrew? I have not. Yeah, I figured. And Joe? <laughs> yeah, like all right. <laughs> Do this. Um, uh, this is the drinking game part. We don't have to do it. We could go right in. What did I watch? I watched, oh, um, which is uh, not horror movie related. I watched Broadcast News with Albert Brooks. Oh, how was that? It was really funny. I haven't seen it in a long time. It, I remember chuckling a lot. I, it, it has a lot of funny moments, a lot of like sad, funny mo- moments. It, it, well, the thing was, I expected it to be a straight dramedy, but it does have like weird madcap humor here and there that. But nothing like feels out of place. Like even when the when the comedy's like a bit more uh, outlandish, it still fits. Mm-hmm. But uh, Albert Brooks is terrific, and he's I think he's one of the funniest, or yeah, one of the funniest fucking people ever. I always forget he's in Taxi Driver until he pops up. Yeah, every time, every time, I'm like oh yeah, that what? guy from The Simpsons. I like the, the, the interactions that he and De Niro have in, in Taxi Driver. When De Niro does the uh, karate chop yeah, at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that feels like a very real reaction, like he didn't see that. Guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, besides that, no, I watched the these movies and movies related to these movies, so we, I'll wait to talk about them. But besides that, yeah, I haven't seen anything. Yeah, the only things that I've watched are... One thing that uh, is going to be for a uh, not-too-distant-future episode, so I won't talk about it. Okay. And I watched Lifeboat. I, I enjoy Lifeboat. I like Lifeboat a lot. I have the, the Blu-ray with the Tim Lucas commentary that I haven't listened to yet. Tim Lucas did the commentary? Yeah, on Lifeboat, yeah. yeah. That's he pops up in a lot of weird places, honestly. Apparently. Yeah, um... If I'm not mistaken, he's on my The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly Blu-ray, too. But I have to double-check that. Don't don't quote me on that. <coughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah. Um, let's get to Tombs of the Blind Dead. <laughs> Take it away, Joe. 
Once upon a time in Europe, the Knights Templar performed their gruesome sacrificial rites in the hopes of obtaining eternal life. Well, it worked. The ruins of Brazano House, their decayed undead bodies, much to the horror of any unlucky souls who happen upon the ruins at night. So, uh, this 1972 low-budget opener to the cult favorite Blind Dead quadrilogy benefits greatly from its haunting imagery, mainly the instantly identifiable Blind Dead and the eerily barren and decrepit medieval landscapes. Funny how the Italians kind of took advantage of that, like, mean Spanish landscape in spaghetti westerns before mm-hmm. horror movies. It's kind of ironic. I could be wrong about that. You know more about Spanish horror than I do. And there, I mean, until, yeah, I yeah, I until Paul Nashi, there really wasn't. That, that's what I was figuring. So it was kind of funny. Yeah, Unfortunately for this, though, the positives kind of end there. The movie is held by a haphazardly thrown together plot and characters that are one dimensional and stupid, even by Euro horror standards. Character motivations either weak or non existent. The plot completely incomprehensible. The movie would have benefited greatly from the Italians' nightmare logic tactics they use. A shame, because when the horror kicks in, the director struts some serious knack for gruesome and macabre and shocks. Some great touches in... Sorry, I choked on my fucking spit there. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, there's some fucking great touches, like uh, a morgue attendant who really gets his kicks showing people dead bodies. Yeah. And there's a great ending shot where a zombie is attacking this lady and the blood spills all over her kid. But besides that, the it's just great imagery held together by instantly maddening storyline. That's surprising. Yeah, I thought you would have really liked this movie. I, I wanted to. I used to when I was a kid. You know what was funny? Um like I Drink Your Blood on the previous episode. This is one of those movies I heard about long before I, I finally saw it. And when I got it, I got it in one of those... Uh, it was a double DVD with the first one and the second one. And I watched it and I enjoyed it. But like you know, even though it was a little slow, it didn't bother me too much. And now when I came back to it, I wonder... Because I this I think this is the first time I watched the subtitled version. I think the other version I watched was dubbed. Mm-hmm. the The logic of this movie is just like totally fucking baffling. All right, the the lady's on vacation when she meets up with her friend, correct? Yeah, or was she like moving to the town? Nearby I don't know. Or something? But apparently, apparently, this town, this haunted medieval castle town, is very close to them all the time. But they've never heard about it. It's in between the two cities that people go to. There's like it seems like there's like a shore town and then like the main. Yeah, but the morgue where her friend is brought to is right next to where she works, and (laughs) that's where the police and everybody work too. Apparently, so so I'm like, all right, so you don't know about this place, and then she asks her assistant who knows. I mean. Apparently, and this is from the the subtitles I got, her assistant knows about this place because she grew up 40 miles away from it, which is, I don't don't know. If anybody asks me anything about a town 40 miles away, I fucking, I would be absolutely clueless. Uh, Then they need to enlist the smuggler character 
who uh, for their help, who goes along with them for absolutely no reason whatsoever. I do not know what motivation he had to go with them, except for, I guess, to, to have a gratuitous rape scene in a cemetery. I think he just wanted to clear his name or something. To who? The, the, the cops weren't involved. That the that. cops were blaming him for the Yeah, but he, they, they never approached him. You just see the, the main guy. Right. And then he's just like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll go with you to this creepy cemetery. Because I guess smuggling yeah, that day really, was a bit uh, it slow. Like they were just like implying it, though, but yeah. Yeah, if, I don't know. If, if some like hardened drug smuggler was kind of like, you know, like, oh, I think you murdered somebody. You should hang out with me in the cemetery. I'm like, I got better things to do. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Tony Soprano being asked to fucking hang out in a cemetery late at night? Because he might. So be, I ain't going to spook- spooky, spooky cemetery. Right, yeah, fucking. <laughs> Joe, what did you think of Tombs of the Blind Dead? Love it. I, don't, I, I, I don't, agree with you I don't, on this one. I, I don't care about anything you just talked about. I know. I know. <laughs> it's just, I'm, it just, I'm the, the same way. But I saw this movie so long ago, and I remember thinking what you think now, like how oh, it has some like cool things. The Knights Templar look cool and stuff, but for the most part, it was like slow pacing that really make a whole lot of sense. But then on the rewatch, I just fucking loved it. Well, here, here, here's the thing too, and this is with a couple of caveats. This is a rare instance where the American cut is actually better than, than, than the uncut. That's, that's probably where I screwed up because it's got 14 less minutes of all of that. Nonsense. Yeah. That fucking, yeah. <laughs> and the only thing that it's missing is just the ending with the kid getting splattered with the blood. Oh, every, uh, everything yeah. else. That's, that was like, that's one of my jollies. <laughs> right. Which is a big thing. But I mean, for the sake of the overall, all movie, like I, I can live without it if I don't have to listen to these, idiots oh my god everybody in this movie is so fucking stupid <laughs> everybody but it, but in a way like that's kind of like part of why i i enjoy it because like you said even by euro horror yeah, standards it's it's beyond yeah ridiculous but that's why i enjoy then watching them all I, get killed I, I, <laughs> there's a scene where a, a a woman's defeated by a lock like she's this corpse is coming after her she locked the door but accidentally locked herself inside with it and she has like a good like 45 seconds to unlock this door and the camera stays with her pretty much the whole time and she's just shaking this lock like pretending not that she forgot how locks work and frozen in fear is there's just so many dumb things that just (laughs) i and like i wanted to i remember like loving this movie and it just it was ugh. um speaking of the difference between american and european the presentation of the american cut is also very different from the spanish cut and i'm not sure why that is the spanish cut i guess it has to do with the print that it was called from, but it, it has that sort of look of like seventies kind of like BBC okay look to it, whereas the American cut actually looks like film, hmm. and I'm not sure how that happened. Tell me if I'm misremembering, but I remember the Knights Templar uh, 
pre-undead days when uh, when they sacrificed the lady. I remember that being earlier. That's the very first thing in the American Okay, fight. that makes a lot a lot of sense because I re- yeah because for some reason while I was watching this one I was like, am I thinking of the sequels? And I was like, no, I swear that's in this movie. And then eventually it came. I love the professor. Uh, by the way, who, when given evidence that somebody died in this cemetery, is totally on board with the fact that these guys are the undead. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, these guys are back. And like the the main character gives the logical explanation where he's like, yeah, I guess there's a new sect of this ancient devil worship cult. And the guy's like, no, the the dead people came back to life. I'm a I'm a college professor. And when you present me with no evidence of this, of course I am going to jump to this conclusion. Well, yeah, that's weird. because he's smarter than everyone else in the movie. He knows exactly what's happening. I think it's a little weird that they cut that scene out with the flashback to the Templars and what they do and put it in the beginning. Does it work? Well, it, it it makes more sense, I think, actually, because... Just start out with it. Like, like, like I get it. Like, you want to, like, have a thing where the guy goes, oh, and he tells you about them, yeah. and, and you do, yeah. you do like, a you know, a flashback. But, like, it actually, I feel like it makes more sense when they just show you... Yeah this is who these people were because watching it like i w- when they do go to the flashback it took me a while i'm like oh oh this is a flashback yeah the yeah it, it, it's kind of hard because like the castle they lived in apparently was just as aged and decrepit 500 years ago <laughs> as, as, as as it is yeah, yeah yeah oh man what was the ending like well, in the american well actually that that does make sense it it, it probably would be aged even then because the the year that that's taking place is like near the end of the Knights Templar, and they had already had their shit for like three hundred plus years. So that's actually not really that big a deal. I don't appreciate you undermining my snark. <laughs> well, I'm gonna undermine it if I have I cause ima- to. I'd imagine it'd be more run down and decrepit after hundreds of years, but. Yeah, it wouldn't the, make much of a difference. The soundtrack to this movie is fucking Don't great. agree with him. <laughs> the, <laughs> no, just... the soundtrack is great, though. There's something weird. And I love it, like, when when it zooms in on zombie faces, there's, like, this, like, oh. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite part that's of the That's brilliant. But, but besides that, like, it's legit creepy. It's yeah. eerie. All the noises are crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's got a good soundscape to it. The Templars look cool as shit. Oh, God, yes. Ha- having their their horseback rides be in slow motion, I think, adds a lot to yeah. the the atmosphere. The the fact that they're shot in like in a it's not a studio, it's a it's real medieval ruins and I remember when I first saw this movie, I saw a still of it and was the it was the blind dead just like standing by this decrepit old castle mm. and it it was like striking it was perfect it was it was one of those things where i was like okay that's a movie you know my pudgy 10 year old finger is like pointing at it like yeah. i need to find this one <laughs> oh i meant to ask what unless you wanted to talk about this later but the uh the ending uh, for the Spanish version versus the American version. What is the difference? Because I only have seen the Spanish version. The the American cut does not have the um, the train slaughter. The the train slaughter. Well, at least not in, not in full. And you definitely don't get the uh, the scene of the woman being murdered and the blood splattering all over. Wait. 
So how does the, the American one just end? Does it just end with them uh, uh, approaching the train? When okay, when they like they, I I, I think you you see them like you get you see them get on and and there's a little bit of scuffling and whatnot and then it just kind of goes to the uh, that shot of the train coming in mm. basically. And she's in like the debris, oh, the coal. And, and she's all like out of it, right? And then they uh, people go to board the train, and they see what's in there. Like you don't see it, but you just see them standing there and seeing what goes on. And then the oops, the uh, that sounds like the soundtrack. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like she screams, and then it just cuts to the shot of the the hand yeah and that's that's the end of it i actually don't understand in the spanish version why the still shots i i thought it was a callback to night of the living dead yeah i guess that 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 makes sense because that often night of the living dead often comes up when you're discussing this was only four years three years 72 yeah four years after um I prefer. I like the Spanish ending. Like, I mean, when those the, the Templar knights just go onto the train and just like, oh, look at all these oh, people. Yeah, and they, yeah. Mow down. You you definitely, yeah. It's like if somebody could just get a cut together of the American version and then just have the extended Spanish slaughter, maybe mm-hmm. just kill any vocal tracks on it. I don't know. That'd be cool. Actually, I don't even think there really is much speaking during that. Is there? No, it's just a lot of screaming. Yeah, so yeah, you, you could you could make that work. I'm going to do that. <laughs> a fan edit. I'm going to do a fan edit. The people who run the train are just father and son. Like I I can understand son calling the dad father, yeah. but father just refers to his kid as son. 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 Watch son. out for that. Yeah. That's Templar. What that the- said, they're they're the most sensible people in this movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> With the conductor and his son. Yeah. Yeah, they're like the only one who be- the ones who behave like normal people. <laughs> <laughs> I there's a great part in this. All right, so Joe, can you explain to him why they're the blind dead? In case there's anybody out there who don't know why they're the blind dead. Uh, which version was it in in this one? This one, the, the, well, in in, the, in this one, they they were hung this, in the crows. The, this was the crows, right? Yes. Okay. Depending, we we mentioned in the beginning that this that there is four of these, loosely, loosely, very loosely, and they and, and and the the backstory changes as as, the, as they go on. Um, Mostly held together by the blind dead and stock footage from the first one <laughs> of the blind dead. Yes. Do you want to list them off? Name all four. Well, at least in 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 uh, you have uh, Return of the Evil Dead, which is not obviously related to the Evil Dead, and then there's Ghost Galleon and Night of the Seagulls. Ghost Galleon, aka Horror of the Zombies. Yes, um, I don't think. Well, definitely Ghost Galleon, and I don't think Night of the Seagulls has any of has any reused stuff from the first movie. But Return of the Living Dead, yeah. or Return of the Living Dead, Return of of the Evil Dead, definitely uh, they get some more uh, some more use out of stuff that they shot for for the first movie. What's your favorite of the sequels? It used to be Night of the Seagulls. 
but I think it might be Ghost Galleon. I'm now. I'm I'm torn between those two as well. Uh, the second one's my least favorite easily. Um, I I love the title Night of the Seagulls because like I can understand when they named it. it, it it has that like sequels have that like Bergman esque quality because of all the, the all the beach scenes and stuff like that. But working on the Jersey Shore my whole life, I just picture these fucking rodent birds that eat French fries and <laughs> hot dogs and steal pizza from your plate when you walk out on the boardwalk. So it's just like, well, it it's also supposed to be like a vaguely sinister thing because it's the idea that. I don't know if it's a myth or if it's true or not, but that seagulls don't fly at night. So it's supposed to be like some weird, like omen kind of title. Like to see a, a seagull at night. Yeah. Like something yeah. is wrong. If you see seagulls flying around at night or in the case of these movies day for night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of birds, though, let's go back to John's question about how the Templar lost their eyes. Oh yeah, yeah. Can you tell? Can you? Can well, you? in in this version, they are uh, executed, and the crows peck their eyes out, and they uh, follow you in their undead state by hearing your heartbeat. Yeah. And they they were executed because of performing satanic rituals to to drink the blood of, right? Right. The um, they're, main, bad, they're main, bad people. Mainly, they they follow by sound. But there's one scene in particular where the girl catches on to this and she's completely silent, but her heart is beating, and the camera just zooms in like a little bit and a little bit closer to her chest, while the the the, the, the heartbeat sound on the soundtrack just like increases and it's that's probably like the best it's the most creative moment of the movie yeah i i know uh amando de Osorio, the the director actually said at some point that he wished that they hadn't abandoned that later for in in the sequels he, yeah because he thought that that was that was a, the niche like a good touch like the idea of, of the heartbeat and he, he he said like he felt it was in error that they that they didn't they use that more when they made the other ones now i know in the second one uh they burned the eyes out like the townspeople mm-hmm. burned the eyes out of the people and the, or the templars that's why they're blind did that carry on to any of the sequels did they change the reason uh, in Ghost Galleon, I don't think they talk about it. If I remember correctly, stop me if, if I'm wrong, but in Ghost Galleon, I don't think they do any of the usual backstory or anything like they normally uh, do. Okay. I think they're just on the boat, and yeah. the boat is like in another dimension. Yes, which is part of what yeah. makes it so good is that it's just in this weird sort of – like it's just supposed to be you know, like a, a, a spectral like – you know – decrepit old galleon like just at you know just drifting on on the sea but it looks like it's in like a black void but that that adds so much to it yeah i I like it it's Uh, clearly a toy boat on the the producer's bathtub (laughs) but it actually looks good i I do no no i enjoy it it works It, it has a toho quality to it yeah, th- actually, that's what I, w- I would bring up. Like, you get, like, yeah, like, obviously it's a miniature and everything, but it looks nice. It, like, it's a good, you know, mock-up of, um, I n- of such a thing. I know the, in Night of the Seagulls, they have another back or, or another flashback to them. Well, I, I was going to say, I think in Night of the Seagulls, we're back to the f- flashback yeah, yeah. territory. Okay. Um, 
Night of the Seagulls is probably... It's the closest to the first atmospherically and everything. Well, I was going to say, it's probably the slowest of them, Mm -hmm. but it's also, I feel like, the most, um, I guess, representative and like the like the soft focus thing that that Amando Diasoro uh, taps into in Ghost Galleon that he sort of stumbles upon gets used to like crazy effect in in Night of the Seagulls like everything has a dream haze to it and that actually works a lot for it. Um, you you there there was like an interesting thing you had mentioned about this movie where it was trying to tie itself into another franchise <laughs> oh god revenge from planet ape joe tell us about revenge from planet ape or revenge of the planet oh yeah that, that's right that's right oh i'm wrong uh so when this was initially going to be marketed to american audiences somebody got the brilliant idea that they could uh make more money if they figured out a way to tie it into the Planet of the Apes series because somebody said, well, they, obvious, obvious, they, they, the Templars look like they could pass for mummified, you know, dead apes. So they concocted some weird uh, story to account for this that makes no sense of how they, in the time before the apes ruled the rule the world they do a quantum leap thing and somehow and their undead selves are there and get revenge on the the human (laughs) and it makes no fucking sense undead apes jump back in time to avenge themselves (laughs) pre-birth yeah wait okay all right of course yeah duh but um, how, how else would you do it? <laughs> Wait, what movie is this though? It's uh, is it part? It's not it's, part of the. Four. No, it's the, it's the beginning of the first one, like re-edited. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then it just plays out from there. yeah as the normal movie. That's incredible. If I was a kid and I saw that, if I was a Planet of the Apes kid, which I, I mean I was, mm. and if that's how I was introduced to this movie. Actually, I, I take that back because I would be absolutely fucking thrilled if I went to the movies and we, the, the the new Planet of the Apes movie was some bonkers <laughs> undead European zombie movie. But a normal person probably would have been kind of upset. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um, th- the issues with this movie, which John has, <laughs> has laid out, are are indeed plentiful. But I would definitely say... Uh, if you're going to watch it for enjoyment rather than seeing the complete vision with uh, the more bloody elements intact, if you just want the Knights Templar and the atmosphere and everything, do yourself a favor and watch the American cut because it saves you a lot of nonsense. Yeah, I wish I did that. I I mean, like, I don't want to be a dick. Like, I didn't want to like kick on like a movie that I used to like a lot. But Jesus Christ. That is good to know that it's shorter because I did feel it's an hour and 40 something minutes. And I was just like, "Mm, 
Yeah, they, yeah, they could have shaved off that extra eleven. Yeah, yeah, like a, of that guy walking up those stairs and yeah. that girl right. walking down like, across that field. Like, yeah, you know, a few frames here and a few frames there. Yeah. With the, <laughs> but these movies, like for me, are so ingrained in me like that they're like bulletproof like nothing that john know. says no I, matter how much I, it's true is going to do I, anything I, to dampen my enthusiasm i went in i went in like wanting like i was like oh like i was gonna see a new uh, uh, an old friend you know and i was like oh yeah i haven't watched this in a few years i'm glad we're doing this and i'm just watching it and it's just uh, yeah. i i do love the morgue attendant he is absolutely. He just likes poking things with knives. It's not even that. Like they're like, oh, well, all right. So <laughs> he's talking to the frog. He's like, I'll show you. The, uh, oh, well, uh, to, to give you a little context, uh, they find the corpse of their friend. Uh, the police bring it in. Oh yeah, that, that was something I wanted to bring up. Go, go, go continue. I'll and uh, they t- they go to the morgue. They have to identify the body. Yes, yes. Which is conveniently right next to where the lady works to yeah. make things easier on everybody. And. Um, the guy's like the guy okay. had like five dollars to make these movies. The guy, Relax. the guy's like, yeah, but you, you, you don't see the two places shot together though. He definitely like he didn't have. He brought that up only in the dialogue. It's only in the dialogue where he's like, oh yeah, you work right next to the morgue that I'm going to end up in, well, even though I'm visiting, even though. This town that you've never heard of is miles and miles oh, away. They wanted everyone to forget about the town or something. But yeah, they weren't on the train for too long. The way it looked like, it, like she, she, the way the girl ends up in this abandoned Templar town is because she just jumps off of a moving train yeah. because <laughs> yeah. she's angry that her two friends are flirting with each other. Oh yeah, that's another thing that I forgot about. That's different. The. Uh the, then why did she? Wait, I don't. But then why did she end up in the morgue? That's all the way on the other but, end. No, I don't think it was. I think it was from the town they were coming. No, from. because that's because the morgue's right next to where the girl works. In wait, the but other town. I thought the other town was just like their vacation spot. All right. Yeah. Then they get on the train back. Right. Right. And then she jumps oh, off yeah. the they, train. They go there. on the, the horses. Yeah, and, okay. it, uh, yeah. The yeah, logistics it, it, aren't really. No, no, they're not. I mean, there are that, none. That's the thing. Like, like the Europe. I the, just didn't fucking care. I was just enjoying the, it. The Italians get away with it because they they smother this like nightmare haze in their movies. Yeah, and and plus they don't like focus on that plot of like the like this guy lives here and stuff like that you know so you can just accept it easier but like these people like they they bring it up they hold it up on to the point where like they want you to throw fucking rocks at it there there that is definitely a a uh, a fault of spanish horror in the 70s that they they were always very behind the italians and stuff it was almost like like I can't can't quite figure out how to put it. Like they had this um like this weird naivete to them. This almost like yeah, like children made them yeah. In, in, yeah. In, in a way like the that the Italians like even like uh, the Italians I feel like even in some of their not so stellar output there was a knowingness about it like there was a sense of humor sometimes mm-hmm. like that it was almost like they didn't give a shit so they just made kind of a joke out of it but the spanish horror movies i feel like 
weren't thought through by me, by the people making them, I, and I don't know why that is. Yeah, it, I, I was. I, I, in all honesty, I was wondering if somebody was fucking with the subtitles. Like I honestly thought, like the guy who like did the translation just didn't care. That could be. That could there, there, yeah. there could be. I mean, I wouldn't know. We can get Andrew to translate it for us to find out if this movie is really stupid or somebody just didn't care. Uh, yeah, I think I watched uh, a good chunk of it with subtitled, and uh, there was a problem with the DVD I had, so I watched the rest of it, just no subtitles. Okay. But oh, yeah, yeah you can do that. Yeah, I, I, that would have been horrible my, for me. I mean, it's Spain-Spanish. It's a little <laughs> bit more proper than what I'm oh, used to. I mean, I can understand England yeah, English. it's different. It's different. How different? It's just they use different words sometimes. Like what? Well, do you want me to give you Spanish examples that you're not going to understand? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll hear it, won't I? Well, I mean, just certain ways, certain just word, way of using the with verbs that aren't used in other types of Spanish. It's just, and their accent is a little different. It's like they pronounce words very differently. Mm. Andrew just doesn't want to utter Spanish yeah, be- know, because he has a fear that a wall is going to be built. Around. <laughs> oh wow! Come on. Ooh. Why are you saying ooh? That's a joke about a- our current administration, not him. All we have to do, we can protect him with rain. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about that? No, I didn't get. That. All right, so uh, President Trump was. Oh God, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> Was uh, supposed the to Donald was supposed to yeah yeah yes that the, the Donald was supposed to uh, do a speech about the for the world oh Wars. yeah and Paris, he couldn't right? yes he couldn't because the rain <laughs> it rained so he had to just tweet about and watch Fox News in his hotel room <laughs> yeah well then there you go what a fuck and, this is kryptonite and then got his ass handed to him by a relative of Winston Churchill. Whoa, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I think it was like a great-grandson or something. I I, I don't remember what the relation was, but he threw out a very uh, succinct and brutal while still being very British uh, (laughs) uh... F you to Trump that you know you should applaud when you read it because okay I'll, I'm gonna look that up um okay so in 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 defense of Donald Trump water is what defeated the wicked witch of the of the West isn't it <laughs> this is true ultimately yeah yeah, yeah. he's a witch burn him <laughs> get Matthew Hopkins yeah, I was just about to say <laughs> take them to the tree <laughs> take them to the tree uh, one of the things it was a witch hunt that is um, <laughs> sorry I keep saying um. one of the things that is different about the Spanish cut versus the American cut that I did not bring up when I, I was talking about it because I forgot is the uh, lesbian subplot oh yeah in the American cut, that goes away. And in other movies, you would say, okay, well, that's them being, you know, squeamish Americans and, uh, 
you know, it ruins the dynamic and blah, 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 because that's how that would normally go. But in this, you're just like, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, like, it, it doesn't I, even matter. And honestly, it, it makes no impact on the movie. And it's about a character who ultimately just gets killed off in the beginning anyway. And speaking of which, her getting killed and then she becomes an undead and kills yeah. Mr. Uh, Morgatennant. Mr. Morgatennant. This is the only time that this happens in these movies where a victim becomes an undead. Uh, uh, Alright, good. Because you're leading into where I was going. How... How uh, influenced by Dracula was this movie? You have the blind dead who are very vampiric. They, they, the girl uh, is bitten, turns into one like them. The morgue attendant is very much like Renfield. Yeah. And uh, there's a castle. I, I guess that's all I got. Okay, not really a strong case, but still like enough little things there to be like, hmm. Mm. I mean, in the five minutes that they wrote the screenplay, they... they one of the people wrote had read Dracula at one point is what I'm trying to say, or at least watched the movie. I would say it's probably likely. Mashatazu's third album is a Blind Dead concept album, and it's a great album. I was listening to that like a month ago. It's great. <laughs> in uh, in Decibel Magazine, when they had uh, a Blind Dead retrospective, I don't even know why they had that. Yeah, that's to, weird. To, to be honest, I but. guess I guess so many heavy metal bands have used the Blind Dead in their imagery. Right. Well, they they interviewed various people that have either used the imagery or you know, or whatever, and they they had uh, Dopey from Mashatazo in there, which I was surprised that they would even acknowledge their existence, yeah. and. He had some very interesting things to say because he is actually from the same place. Yes, and I remember reading this, right? And he he had a a very uh, a very personal take on it, and he was talking about how they're sitting in like the basement of a government building, like the the blind dead costumes are, and and. Uh, there's rotting and nobody and cares. figures and they're just rotting in a basement and no one cares. And he is like, they should, you know, be on display for people like, like the town should be proud of the legacy of having, you know, these famous movies. And it's, it drives him nuts that no one cares. I remember he was like, yeah, because the only thing people care about around here is soccer. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's yeah. true. Fuck. He he also mentioned in there, which I thought was interesting, because I would never know, because I'm not versed in it to know, but he said that he compared Mashatazo to Amando Diosorio and the and the Blind Dead movies in the way that they had their um uh like in them there's sort of some veiled uh little like socio political messages but i i was wondering did any anybody know anything about any little political messages being nailed within i didn't catch any i was too busy trying to figure out where this fucking town was the whole time (laughs) (laughs) it's in spain yeah brazano that's all we need to to know it's in spain 
maybe Portugal because some of it was shot in Portugal. Yeah, it's definitely a movie that shouldn't really be picked apart because it's too easy. <laughs> yeah, yes. but but the but the thing is, Thank is you. that <laughs> I I know I know exactly what you guys are saying. But the thing is, is that like ninety percent of the plot is like them going from place to no place. No one. Well, then it's ninety percent of the movie, though. It's ninety percent of the movie. It's not like Gates of Hell, where you get these like vignettes of fucking weird ultra carnage all over the place. That like you know, ultra, 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 ultra. Yeah, ultra, ultra. O u t r e, ultra, ultra. I like. Are you using that word properly? <laughs> Probably not. Ultra, it means strange. Okay. You have the phone. You do this. Okay. Go ahead. Keep talking. No, no, no. I want. I want to see Andrew ramble. I'm, I wanna, <laughs> yeah, I wanna I'm the one here. who likes to ramble all the time. Now we're just gonna stare at Joe. Look up Ultra. Yeah. Synonyms: weird, queer, outlandish, far out, freakish. Quirky, zany, eccentric, off-center, unconventional, unorthodox, funny, bizarre, fantastic, unusual, singular, extraordinary, strange, unfamiliar, peculiar, odd. Ultra Carnage sounds a perfect way to describe Lucho Fulci. Is it pronounced Ultra? Ultra. Yes, it is pronounced Ultra. Yeah. That part I knew, but I wasn't sure that he was using it in the way that it was meant to be used. I still don't think you quite you I mean oh, even even though it makes sense I I, I well, think you just were looking for counts. an excuse to throw that out there. Well, if if Shakespeare can get away with it then true. <laughs> just compare yourself to Shakespeare. Well, you know, <laughs> if we can compare <laughs> Jose Mojica Marins and Coffin Joe to The Godfather then I guess we can do that. Did we do that? Yeah, I was saying how at midnight I take I'll take your soul and this night I'll possess your corpse are kind of like Godfather and Godfather Part Two <laughs> in the way that they relate to each other. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that in the end of this night I'll possess your corpse, he is completely consumed by his. Never. Yeah. yeah. No. No. That, that yeah, makes yeah. Sense. <laughs> anyway. Back on topic. Yeah. Um, Mashatazo. Yes. Well, I think we're done with Mashatazo. Okay. Unfortunately, Mashatazo is done with Mashatazo. Yeah, all good things have to come to an end prematurely. Hopefully, at least we'll get the Ultra Tumba 2. 2, yeah. Hopefully. I'm not counting on it because it doesn't seem like anyone has any interest in doing anything anymore. But Did I get it? All right. We, we digressed from the morgue attendant. So anyway, the morgue attendant, uh, they, uh, the Utra morgue attendant, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Um, he, uh, they go in, they have to identify the body. He gets really like tensed up and gleeful. And then all of a sudden like unveils the corpse, which is the wrong dead body. It's he's another maggot. And there, and, and the lady screams and he's just like cackling and he's like, Oh no, I got to do it again. I never brought out the wrong dead body. Like, and he does it again. Just like the same, like the same amount of showmanship yeah. and, and happiness and just <laughs> maniacal fucking glee. Uh, he's happy in his work. Yeah. He he's, was there. <laughs> Did am I the only one that picked up on this? Uh, a um, hint that there's necrophilia going on among the morgue workers of that place. 
Am well, I the only one that picked he, up that? Uh, he, the the morgue attendant, <laughs> when no one, when everyone left the room, he did like he looked like he, I think he was gonna like stab it or something or like he or cut something off of it. Yeah, but before that, the 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 people that bring her in are like talking about like how hot she is and like how oh, like be, yeah, yeah how much of a goodie she is. So back to what you said when he revealed the wrong body, I love that because the I guess the the main guy like the mortician or whatever he's he's just like looks at him he's like that's the wrong body. Yeah, he does and it all the like, time. But he's just like yeah, like look at it though, yeah. look at it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what else is there to be said about tombs of the blind? Oh, you know what? Um, let's talk about um, the the women are gorgeous and they're dressed in like that like fashion of the time, mm-hmm. and uh, they're completely uh, just like objects. For, um, I watched another movie to in preparation for this called the uh, Lorelai's Grasp. Have okay. you seen that? Mm-hmm. Um, it was like it's same director. He made it in between the second and third Blind Dead movies, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, it were like his answer to the Blood Island movies. You have a green monster that just kind of swipes at people, and then blood and flesh and and stuff, and limbs just go everywhere. Um, and it's about so anyway, that monster is hunting everybody in this town, and a Hunter is paid to guard an all-girls school, a little boarding school, where every girl there is 25, um, absolutely gorgeous, and dressed in, like super fashionable. And uh, yeah, they they do any of the female characters in in these guys' movies like have any character? No. Okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was a great movie. There you go. I, I, I actually liked it more than Tombs. The aforementioned rape scene mm-hmm. in oh, Tombs in the of the Blind Dead yeah. is also not. Uh, I can imagine that. Yeah, I can, I can see. It's actually kind kind <laughs> of funny. It it makes it look like they just like they go out for the romp and 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 they kiss and then it just cuts back to the other two. Yeah, talking and whatever. And then when it comes back to them, it's after the rape scene oh, and she's buttoning the shirt yeah. and whatnot, but she has this look that, on her face. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. What happened there? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that what <laughs> Like it almost makes like if you didn't it actually know, makes it worse in well, a way. Well, if you didn't know that there was a rape scene, it would almost play comically because she has a look on her face, almost like, well, that wasn't very good. Yeah, maybe. Oh, you know, I don't know. I was thinking the the guy who who does the the rapist in this movie. Why do they bring him? <laughs> but- Why is he here? I swear he's in the second one too, from what what I was seeing, and he has yeah. a similar scene with a girl, and they just cut out the sex part, and it's afterwards, and she looks upset too. But like, I just don't know. This guy really is disappointing the ladies. Well, after these two, after the first two, no rape. Uh, Ghost Galleon and Night of the Seagulls are pretty. Um, Rape free. <laughs> in night of the sequels, they don't. They're not. They don't have like the the fashion girls. Like they don't all look like they just came out of blood and black lace. Well, they, they but they have the models that go on the ship, which is the whole. Oh yeah, that's for, that's right. But but, but but the fourth one, I mean, like I remember everybody's like no, grimy and it, like no. and like fish. 
people. Yeah, the fourth Lovecraft one has, has a very sort of shadow over Inn's mouth kind yeah. of vibe to it, which is, I think, like the third time we've brought that story up on the show. Yeah, it is. We talk about that a lot. But um, we didn't bring up Mario Bavo like we do every episode, and which you, is surprising because of well, the, you just the, did it. the red lights in the in the uh, in the main character where she works and makes mannequins. Mm-hmm. It looks very blood and black it lace with the blood and black lace. The second time we brought up blood and black. Well, I did bring up blood and black lace. I just didn't say Mario Bava. Blood and black lace is so pretty. Like I think like that's like the height of his colors. I don't like of like yeah of you're, all, no you're of, absolutely of right. all of his movies. I think like with the yeah the the color gels and everything. I think blood and black lace is the absolute. Is, is is blood and black lace in your top five jallos? Oh yeah, top three. It's probably two. Wow. Yeah, I, I think I would put it two. All right, let's not talk anymore because we're going to hit the jello soon, very soon. All right, let's. You want to do favorite scenes? Anything else? Anything else? Anybody wants to talk about Tombs of the Blind Dead? Favorite scene. For me, it's definitely the train. Yeah, it's got to be the train. I mean, anything with the Templars on horseback is, like, magic. Yeah, the... <sighs> like, the train scene, I'm saying... I mean, would you say, like, would you consider the blood dripping on that kid's face a, a scene in itself, or... No, the whole that's just slaughter? a part of that scene, yeah, sequence. Yeah. Uh, I got a few good ones. The very first, uh, which is ironic, because I was the one that liked the movie the least... Mm-hmm. Um, there's the morgue attendant who I keep bringing up. Then there's the scene where the main character's assistant is being stalked by the reanimated friend. Oh uh, yeah, that all the noises in that one are like. Yo, I don't yeah. know. Do no, it, that that scene's actually legit creepy. Really I wish the good. whole movie was as good as that part. I mean, like I said, when the the horror elements are on, the guy knows what he's doing. He he he, he earns it, but uh. It's just the other stuff, and it's just so much of it that just. Bleh. But um, hang on, I'm having a brain. So fart. you said Morgan. Oh, man. uh, the very the first girl that that meets her doom to the blind dead. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two cliches that are used, and I wonder if at this point in movie <laughs> history they were cliches. Um, she's walking around, and a cat pops out of nowhere to give you a little shock. Also. The step in the steps, one of the steps is bad, mm-hmm. where you get caught in. Those are two th- cliches that you've seen a million times. And I wonder at this point, were they that heavy? I'm sure they had been done. I'm but... sure they had been done, but were they like to the point where like, oh, Jesus Christ, I've seen this. No, I don't think I it's guess until, so. So I can pass. Until the 80s where that starts to really be a thing that gets hammered over and over and over. And the, over. The, the worst part is the, the first girl to die is, is my, is I think like a far more interesting character than anybody else in the movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, what was the thing she ate? I don't know if you remember she, before she goes to bed and the Templars come in and start killing her. Um, she just like eats this. She has like this little tube of whatever's and it was like a little oh, pill yeah. or something. I was like, what the hell is that? I like how the Templars zone in on her cause she has a radio playing. Oh yeah, it woke them up. But no, I'm gonna go say the um, the main girl's assistant versus the her uh, undead friend is <coughs> is the is my favorite part. That was pretty cool. With a very close second from the uh, coffin Joe's inbred 
<laughs> Before we move on, I okay. just want to say there is a fifth Blind Dead oh, movie yeah. being released soon. Was, no, no, I looked it up. Apparently, it was released like a year or two ago. No, it's not finished. Oh, wow. The, 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 my my well, sources are wrong. The, the, the trailer is getting released this month on, on the 25th from the foreign webpage. Uh, Island of the Blind Dead. Isle of the Blind Dead is a fan trailer. It's not a, a proper movie. That was in 2015. Okay, that's what I heard. Okay, then they no. This is something completely oh. different. This is um, a feature length, actual entry Blinded. that I believe. What I read that Amando Diasorio is like something that he was working on for another Blind Dead movie is actually part of the script for this. But uh, the the trailer, I think it was in. Uh, not English, so I wasn't sure. But I saw November 25th, so that's what I'm getting is the the trailer will be released on November 25th. Um, he eventually fell into directing porno movies. Like they all do. Yeah. <laughs> Most, well, some start out that way. But his, I, I, his movies in general, I like, I like all of them that I've seen. The Possessed is really good. That's Night of the Sorcerers, right? Yes. Why is Tombs of the Blind Dead more popular and more known than Living Dead at Manchester Morgue? That is a great injustice. I think it's it has to. I, I feel like a lot of what makes this movie so popular is the it's the it's the the, the, the Templar. Yeah, the yeah. Blind Dead. Just that. Yeah, that's it. Really. I mean, I see so many. T-shirts and all yeah, that stuff. they're all over the like, place. All right, are we going to uh, move on? Sure. All right, kids. All right, so Joe, do you want to tell us about Razorback? There is an unstoppable force of nature terrorizing the Australian outback, a wild boar of monstrous proportions. When an American reporter falls victim thanks to a group of sadistic scum, her husband goes in search of her and discovers firsthand the terror of the Razorback. This movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I didn't hear that. You just said this movie. Just like this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, this movie. This is, okay, let me go. This is a wild and colorful monster movie that meshes together good humor, but also has like a really nasty, mean-spirited, fucking blood-curdling streak to it it exists in a world that's like the raw cadaverous deathscape of texas chainsaw massacre seen through the lens of an 80s neo-noir themed rock video even some of the characters look like hard mods crossed with leather uh, with leatherface's family and their behavior would totally let them fit into that place yeah it's harsh ugly unsettling and that's even before you bring up the the, the monster. <laughs> it's oh, how do you even the monster's great and like they hide him well enough and he's just like he's like the land roaming cousin of Jaws, just as like that's, this, this like pulverizing carnivore. 
It was kind of like it's it's like Jaws, but mixed with like Tremors. Or yeah, no, no, like that. that that's that's. Exa- I think this movie has a lot more style than Tremors. Yeah, well, no, a lot yeah, yeah. funnier. Too. I mean, I'm talking about the monster itself being like that weird giant weird creature in the My, desert i mean like everything it's got like lots of good energy the only problem is like the story itself it's like your basic animal attacks movie it has the same beats it has the same man versus beast yeah. ending like the whole uh captain ahab kind of yeah and and if this movie was like it, its story did like a left-handed turn and went even crazier if it were, if if it was just a lot less cliche, it would have been a real classic. I think so. I mean, I I enjoy it. I I I, like I had a lot too. of fun. I actually don't think it's very cliche at all. Really, I, I think there's enough weirdo stuff going on that kind of keeps it from being cliche. Go ahead, go keep going. I mean, like, I see, I think it's just like the story beats themselves. Uh, it's just. Well, you could say that about anything. Yeah, but this one's just, just too on the nose. I, I didn't think so. You I didn't th- think so. No, I think Razorback is pretty fucking wild, honestly. I, I enjoy it, but. You know, you have, like, the Quint character who has a. a Debbie re- Downer. Who has a reason to, like, hate <laughs> every fucking. What is the line he says? Like well, he's the girl. I like so shooting like, the shit out of him. He's like, yeah, something about shoot. Like, yeah, bl- blasting the shit out of Razorback just, really brightens up my day. Really brightens up my day. <laughs> yeah, that dude. He hates. Pay. And it's not just not the boars either. He's just killing anything oh, that yeah. looks like one. Like, yeah, uh, like any pig he comes across is just getting gutted. Well, one thing that's like with those movies that's often not in them is you have like secondary antagonist you have like the weird like sort of sub mad max yeah. in in, in all honesty going on in all honesty i kind of wish they they made it to the end i kind of wish that like they they were more of a presence at in the third act because they're like legit scuzzy and unsettling in the first and then they kind of just become dopey and easily brushed aside and by the end yeah, they were the. You're talking about the two brothers, right? Yeah, the the, the yeah. The, what what is the the factory they run? It's just like it's a kangaroo pelt. They, yeah, meat. they kill kangaroos and use it for like dog food. Yeah, and they called it like pet. Co- I was about to say pet co, but it's like pet cat or yeah, pet should, pack, pet pack. That's right, <laughs> pet pack. There is an awesome, and this is what really like uh, Joe would probably use this for his argument. There's like some weird Hodorowski influenced surrealist hallucination sequence as our main character just kind of drifts through this desert yep. and meets like skeletons and the landscape horse skeletons horse skeletons and like the landscape turns into like prog rock album covers and <laughs> you know, it's just it's just, but it's cool it works. <laughs> uh. I actually was thinking of uh, of of the uh, the sandworm Beetlejuice territory, yes. but but prog rock album covers is better. Um, this is actually now the second episode in a row where Alejandro Hodorowski has come up in a conversation. Um, can you can you explain to people a little bit about? 
him and his weird fucking movies. Alejandro Odorowski was a South American filmmaker. I want to say Chilean. Am I? I don't recall. To be I, I'm sure it's Chilean. Um, Chilean. Chilean. <laughs> I think that's. Oh fuck! I've been saying Chilean. Chilean. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. Just add it to the list of everything that you say wrong. <laughs> I just like imagine a man made of like just, like just like a hot dog and covered in chili, <laughs> and he's just like relaxing somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ow. Chilean. You are correct, Chilean. All right. So at least I'm right about what I'm wrong about. <laughs> um, and uh, he made uh, movies like El Topo, The Holy Mountain. Um, uh, he was going to make Dune before that. Uh, it would have been a lot cooler if he Have you ever seen that. the documentary? About his what? no, I I oh actually haven't. It's, I it's I, I know about it, but I I have not seen it. Um, Santa Sangre. I'm probably Santa Sangre. Sangre. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, and the movies are very uh, hallucinatory. Um, I want to say he's like the South American David Lynch. Is that a, would would you go with that? But he's more. There's something a bit more fairy tale about him, perhaps, or no, not fairy tale. It's sort of like if if a a, a Bible story and and a spaghetti western was part of your acid trip. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably yeah. probably the best description that you could offer. Um, yeah, okay. So I guess that's enough context, right? I hope. Yeah. If you haven't seen if you haven't seen if you haven't seen the works of Alejandro Odorowski, I'm sure the three of us collectively. Andrew, have you ever seen an Odorowski film? What name some others? You haven't seen one. Okay, all right. You can just <laughs> name some others. I've, uh, th- those are like the the heavy hitter ones. I, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, then now I have seen the Holy Mountain, and I have seen uh, Santa Sangre. I think those are the only two that I've seen. And, there's El Topo. I haven't actually seen El, uh, El Topo. Uh, yeah, you have seen El Topo. I think I have, yeah. Um. Anyway, to go back, yeah. So that's just like right in the middle of this weird... But the whole movie is just shot in this fucking... I don't... Uh, it just has that... Like those like pulsating neon lights. Like... Oh no, they're not. Oh, maybe they are kind of pulsing, but not really. Like they, they. I don't know. The landscape is so fucking bizarre. It's it's these two things that should not be kind of meshed together. Like if somebody, if one person made this movie, they would have made the, this like barren spaghetti western type landscape, and another person was just like, no, we need to shoot this, you know. Prince video. Yeah, some of the, the <laughs> some of the the exterior stuff with like sunsets oh, yeah. and things are very very vibrant to the point of being unnatural. But I I enjoyed yeah, that about I, I it like actually. It. And some of the night scenes are just like fog everywhere, and there's just fog lights and yes. the horizon. Looks cool. The this movie came out the same year as Terminator. And the oh, I've, I've, I had a feeling this was going to come up. And not all right. First of all, there in the soundtrack, there's 
and like during like the chase sequences, there's a piece of music that sound that's played that sounds just like the Terminator soundtrack. The ending is very Terminator. Yep. And well, I was going to ask about that because I didn't bother to actually look any information up. But do you know if that was deliberately? I doubt it. I mean, they're both the same year. You know, I didn't even like. Now that totally does uh, make sense. Yeah, it's in the factory. Like, and, and, yeah, and, and but, the, like the cro- the the catwalks and stuff. Yeah, like that. And, yeah, and this like unstoppable, just like killing machine <laughs> beast that just does not feel pain. It's just like in on. The, but even that soundtrack that's like. <laughs> Like, it's straight out of Terminator. I hope this movie was released first. I'll look it up. You as, do that. As the one with the phone. So, yeah, the that end scene, he, he basically, the, the Razorback, he gets shredded. Yeah, right? he lures it into the giant fan. So kind of like, even similar to Terminator with getting crushed yes. and everything. Yeah, he uses, like, the factory, the, the machine. Although in Terminator, it's more... The the visually it's supposed to rhyme because it's like a machine destroying a machine, yeah. but uh, I kind of wish they set it up for a sequel or something, and there's like a bigger razor. Oh yeah, that would been. <laughs> I think I th- they probably would have, but I think this movie did not do very well. Yeah, yeah. it didn't do good business. You know, um, while you're looking up, before we get it, we found the link <laughs> between the two movies. Well, there is one. We brought up Mashitazo, who did a whole concept album about the Blind Dead. No, they. It was released <laughs> by Razorback Records, <laughs> who go. were named after this movie. I just realized that, like right now. That's incredible! Wow, shit! I wonder if my subconscious, like, so here's a little tidbit that's going to tickle your Aspergers. Yeah, so like if every, fucking put these two together, and you'll find every it. time you know you think like, okay, these two have nothing to do with each other, and they're always <laughs> end up being one. something. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's really. Yeah, I think only you could have like. Wow, <laughs> connected. Those I didn't dots. even clue into that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it looks. Terminator was released first, but only by like weeks. Yeah. So, so yeah, the, it's it's and okay, it's not it's just like a coincidence. Yeah, and Terminator. Yeah. I mean, Terminator is a big movie now. It's a big deal now. But Terminator was just some like medium to low budget little movie. Like when it was did, released, right? Yeah, it wasn't and, like something that like people were anticipating. James Cameron wasn't yeah. James Cameron yet. You and, know? and and it, it it wasn't even released in Australia until the month after oh, Razorback. Oh shit! So there's there was some Aussies out there that are were like, oh what? <laughs> yeah. Like what the fuck? Yeah, I thought it was a pig. <laughs> I wonder if 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 if, that if from the, the big fucking pig the, movie. the people that made it saw the Terminator and were like, "Fuck!" <laughs> it's like, oh, we should have gone with a robot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the scene when they kill the kangaroo is. Just chills me. I can't. Ugh. And and then it uses that weird soundtrack too, with like all the screams mm-hmm. in the background. <laughs> yeah, that was really weird. Those guys, they were just. I mean, I know you. They are characters, but they're just like the most awful people. Yeah, ever. they're they're absolutely. And like the fact that they're just like so like. Ugh. They're cold about everything. Too. Yeah, they just live in the fucking viscera. Every of the but all the characters in that town like just have that. <laughs> 
that post-apocalyptic. Yeah, kind this of. like weathered down, exhausted. I, I just love when uh, the reporter, the 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 girl who gets killed off in the beginning of the movie, spoilers, but like she uh, shows up into this town, and it's like the only bar for the only yeah. structure for miles. There's a camel. And, yeah, well, she she shows up <laughs> and she comes she comes in. It's just dusty desert. All these weird characters, and then it's just like it looks like a third world country, and there's an ostrich runs by, and then there's camels, and all these like cars with armor on them. Yeah, it just yeah. like it was, it was like I, I wanted. I just don't know if that would be offensive to people from Australia because it was just like they just crammed every stereotype into this. Well, it's it's an Australian movie. Yeah, I know, but it was just like oh, they yeah. they made it look like Mad Max, and then they're just like oh, I mean. Uh, maybe ostriches just run around everywhere. Yeah. Just like in, in Australia, I don't know, but I just seem. I thought well, I mean, Australia way. is just one big giant fucking plain slash desert. Yeah. Holy shit! I caught the other um, link between the Another two connection. movies. The psycho influence. Both movies start with a character you think is going to be the main character, only to be killed off in like the 20, 25 minute mark. Wow. Only you care far less about these two characters than you do about Janet Lee. Yeah. Well, yeah, but. I know. I'm just pointing out. I know. At least you get some character out of this one as opposed to Tombs of the Blind Dead. Um. If I can just comment, like when. Because I didn't get to when we were talking about the Razorback itself, the movie actually does do a very good job at sort of giving you just enough of the Razorback to make you happy while still keeping it somewhat ambiguous as far as, like, its true size and whatnot. And also, when the Razorback is attacking, they the way they shoot it, this kind of... It's like the shaky, like but yeah. fast. But yeah, but it's like the, the like the footage is sped up a little yeah. bit to give it this like unnatural look. So you're mm-hmm. not just because the the um the prop was 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 animatronics, mm-hmm. and rather than just having like this animatronic head attacking, like they 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 shot it in this weird way where it's just like doesn't look right it looks weird and 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 kind of just fucking it's just wild hairy and wet just yeah, like flashing but, across the screen yeah exactly but it's like it it's it's that music video influence yeah where it's just like it's it's shot in this unnatural way which helps you it, you buy it more as opposed to yeah, if it was I like I thought it was very effective yeah like it, it worked yeah, if it was just some animatronic head or something like that, I would be like, oh, it's cheap. Exactly, you know, exactly. You know? Um, but even when you'd see it without it, like, it's, it's it's you know, without the camera kind of, like... Oh, when it's, like, goring people? Yeah, when it's, you just see it, it. It looks great. It's perfect. It's very well designed. Yeah, I, I, I really like it. It's the, the tusks and the, the saliva dripping out of its yeah. huge mouth. Um. The beginning scene, like you had said something about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The opening shot is very Texas yes, Chainsaw yes. Massacre with the windmill uh, and everything. Yeah, and and you know what? It's funny when they do the more Texas Chainsaw Massacre shots without like the music video influence. Mm-hmm. That those seem I could be mistaken, but those those scenes you are the only ones where you can hear that wind howl to yeah. really like really build in that desolation. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, if you ever if you if you have not seen this movie and. Uh, 
just go on YouTube. There's a there's a video that's just the the beginning of Razorback. Oh, it's yes. just the whole beginning, and I feel, I find the beginning awesome. Like it's just the fucking giant boar there's, trashing this guy's house. There's a similar scene later that's like played for laughs. Oh yeah, where that, the, that's actually one of my favorite scenes in the movie. It, it might, I, I was wondering if it was your favorite scene because I I figure it would be the 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 Razorback eats a dog that's chained up to a porch. But, like, it leaves the chain in its mouth and runs off, tearing that half of that guy's house with it. Yeah, it tears the corner. Yeah, and he's just sitting there watching TV, and all of a sudden, the, the corner of his house just, like, runs off like tremors. What I love about it is that the TV doesn't turn off, so you yeah, just see it, yeah, like, you in see the it's, and he just sits there looking very yeah. confused, yeah. as one would, because, I mean, what else do you say to that i i like how um this in the beginning the the movie opens with a gentleman the house gets trashed by a razorback and it eats his baby or his grandson and runs off and then he uh is put on trial this is based on a true story uh a lady had her infant was it the dingo yeah the dingo stolen by a dingo and she has actually tried for murder um, I don't know what the result was if, if that story, would, but that was what she said. The dingo stole the fucking incident, but um, and then like they didn't have enough evidence, you know, obviously because the Razorback really ate the baby, and um, everybody thinks he's insane because he's saying it was this giant Razorback and he's been hunting it for since, and nobody's ever seen it. Of course, when the movie, the events of the movie come out. The Razorback pops up like every fucking thirty seconds and is trashing other people's houses and everything. But like during that guy's trial, that Razorback was like sitting in a bar somewhere smoking cigarettes. It's like, yo, that that guy's getting the blame. Yeah. <laughs> I love how the weirdo guys are just like in the in the in the in the audience, just like laughing and snickering yeah. and making all their weird Oh noises. yeah. They're they're great too. They really like but I wonder I wonder if they were actors or real Ozzy, crazy. People. Yeah, they just like yeah. You need to be I mean, they're 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 well done. Like the 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 glass eye in the one, mm. and then like there's a scene where he, like he looks up and those neon lights like reflect off of it, and yeah. he looks like fucking. Ugh. Is it just simply down to the people? of Australia that so much Australian cinema is like off the wall. I mean, not to like stereotype Australian people, but really, it seems like, like nuts. yeah, it's, it just seems like, like Australian people, you know, like probably not necessarily like city Australian people, but I, yeah. I'm guessing like people outback. that like yeah. live out like in the brush and well, stuff probably, I mean, it's like the fucking old West but out the, there. It, it seems like, it's like what they say about Texas. Like the people in the cities in Texas are like normal people, but if you go out into like the boonies, That's they're like, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> That's where um, Wes Craven got the idea for the Hills Have Eyes. He he was in Texas and uh, you know visiting, and then he went to a gas station in like the outskirts, and he was standing there smoking a cigarette, and then an arrow hit a tree four inches away from his face, and they called him a. Uh, and a hippie homosexual because he had long hair, wow. and that's where like the hills of eyes like started like gestating in his mind. That's crazy. But so much Australian 
cinema is very it's off kilter yeah it's it's very um uh energetic yes. to say the yes. least there's so many good ozploitation movies so and like not only that like <laughs> the guy who directed mad max and road warrior also directed happy feet didn't he do babe did he i want to say he did I will look it up. Okay. As the one with the phone. I've never heard of that. I didn't know that was a genre Ozploitation. Ozploitation. That's pretty cool. There's a movie that's uh similar to this um called Fair Game which is about a lady uh who runs like a kangaroo sanctuary dueling against kangaroo poachers and it's a very gritty brutal rape and revenge. Oh, yeah, movie. I remember we watched that. Yeah. What was that called? Fair Game. Fair Game, right. right. Yeah, I don't think I've seen too many Australian, uh, you know, movies like this. Would, would road road games isn't considered exploitation? Yeah, it is. It, it yeah. is. Yeah, and it was written by Everett DeRoach as well. Is Patrick? Yep. yep. Written by Everett DeRoach. Oh yeah, that's right. I meant to bring that up. How this this uh, shares the same screenwriters? <laughs> Did he do Fair Game? Uh, I will look that up. Yes, that's the one with that. the phone. Wait, let me let me get to George Miller and his his very um he he his move like his he he's all over the place with the films he's done his filmography that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, he wrote he had a he he was a script guy on Babe, but he did not direct. Okay, okay, he had something to do with Babe. He did have something to do with Is Babe. Is Babe considered exploitation? <laughs> It's like it's the prequel to Razorback. Yeah, <laughs> it's the, or the, or the sequel, sequel to Sun. <laughs> who who are we looking up now? Uh, Everett D. Roach, okay, screenwriter of Patrick Road Games. Oh right, we wanted to see if he wrote Fair Game. Fair Game. I know he wrote The Long Weekend. Oh yeah, that's the other, um, and that one's probably <coughs> out of out of those is probably the closest to Razorback. That's, have you ever seen the the Long Weekend? Mm-hmm. It's a chilling uh, animal revenge movie. Like it's not like what's this again? It's it's an exploitation movie called The Long Weekend, and it's it's like the nature attacks movies that like post jaws, but it's not like one title character. It's like nature is getting its revenge on these two ugly, polluting people. No fair game. No fair game. I wonder if anybody ever the roach. The director of this also did Highlander. Do you remember the Highlander movies? Yeah. Yep. These, th- which also have like <laughs> oh, bright colors and sparks and stuff, just mm-hmm. like this. Like oh, once yeah, I heard yeah, that, yeah. like I was like, oh yeah, I can definitely see that. I think he directed some Tales from the Crypt episodes. I can, too. I can, I can believe that. And he definitely had to have been doing music videos. Um, Are you on him right now? Yes. Apparently, he was supposed to be the director for Rambo Three. Oh really? Who but- directed Rambo Three? Who the fuck cares? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember who ended up directing. Let's, all right, let, let's get back to, 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 to Razorback here. To say his name, since we didn't actually say his name, Russell Mulcahy? Um, I, I actually wrote down his name, um, but I knew I was going to butcher that last name, so I was hoping that you would say it before me. I would imagine it's pronounced Russell Mulcahy, I think. I could be totally wrong. Um, yeah, Highlander. And the second one. 
Yes, yeah, one and two. I've never seen those movies. I've like I I I know them. I remember there was the TV show that was on Sci-Fi Channel that mm-hmm. I never watched either. But I just they were just like fantasy sword. I remember movies in the city. Yeah, Highlander. I remember being Sean Connery's in them, right? Is he in? He's in the first one. one. I don't. I don't. I think he's in the first two. But I could be wrong. I've never seen any of them. But yeah. And I remember they went like there was like eight straight to video sequels or something like that. Well, that guy who's the main guy in uh, Highlander, Christopher Lambert. Yeah, he always does straight to video shit. What else is he in? What is he known for? I know that name, Highlander. Is that it? Well, I imagine that's like his like franchise. But he, I remember he was in the Mortal Kombat movie. He yes, played he, he was uh, Raiden. Raiden in Mortal Kombat. Whoa! Okay. He also was in. Uh, uh, <coughs> I don't know if it was a straight to video version of Beowulf. I remember seeing that. Okay, he was in. I know he was in some straight to video horror movies. He he was in this movie called uh, Resurrection that I have this weird attachment to. I think it was made for cable. I want okay. to say HBO, maybe. I don't know. But um, it's a serial killer movie, and he is the detective trying to catch a serial killer who is killing people and taking body parts and making the body of Christ with the body parts. That's That sounds great. It's, you know, God, it's things being a 90s made for cable movie yeah. but i actually really like it like it's i probably shouldn't no <laughs> but, i have, a, I have but a, i do like I have it. a few of those i remember the the beowulf movie he did i remember like i remember reading it in like high school and i didn't remember it being quite as they try to make it into like this horror movie though yeah pretty funny how just like grendel terrorizing oh, I, people i, I it's been I haven't read Beowulf since high school, but I right. remember it having like horror elements. Yeah. Like it's supposed to Oh Grundle is pretty yeah. horrific. Like, yeah. Not as horrific as my Grundle. <laughs> oh god. Is that a thing? I heard I swear I, to god I've heard Grundle be described as like where your taint area is. I think it is. That's it's, what I think. Just your butthole general area. Well no, but that like that area between your yeah, asshole. The no and man's your, land. Yeah. yeah. No. It's, it's it's like thick forest. Oh, it's it's the it's the brown inferno. Jeez, brown because of your hair color. Yes, 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 yes. I'm sure this will be edited, unless I forget. Uh, what else can we say about Razorback? I feel like we, yeah, we've only tipped the iceberg. There's, there's so much wonderful, like, like I want to like the movie more because it. It's yeah, just, I, I have, I have the same thing. Like, I could, I could definitely watch it again. Yeah, but I feel like if it had just been tightened up a bit, it, it would be. Solid. That and like, if there was just something else to it that just made it a bit. You know how like you have street trash, where I mean, street trash has a whole ensemble of fucked up people, which this movie could have had. Like, you could have taken a few more people out of that bar and beefed them up and gave them like weird yeah. little fucking things. Um, but yeah, you just kind of focus on the main character, the two wackos, the 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 Quint ripoff. 
and the monster. And of course, there's the the girl, the daughter of the, yes, the, the Quint ripoff. Yes, and you know she's just kind of there to have boobs. Yeah, to have that yeah. scene, and then develop some like a love. Yeah, interest. yeah. The, the, that's one thing. Like yet another fucking movie where we have to artificially create you know a love yeah sequence like a relationship which i don't understand i i don't either and this could have been yeah and like and like i said if this movie just had some weird left-handed turn Mm. in the plot and still kept it of course a a killer razorback movie it would have i think it would have done a lot better maybe someone could do a fan edit where the terminator (laughs) enters the razorback world and they don't know each other is operating in the same. Well, the, at the uh, end, at the end, uh, you just see the Razorback boar head, and it just has like a red eye. Yes. <laughs> well, well, the the, uh, the 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 Razorback could have been sent back by Skynet too, and killed <laughs> the the baby in the first frame. So I had nothing else to do for the rest of the movie, and that's the yes, that's the movie there. Yeah. Town. Was was that kid badly dubbed? What kid? Oh, the baby in the beginning. Yeah, I can't recall. I think so. It seemed really. It odd. looked like it. It was real well, off. I always watch these movies like <laughs> one in the morning, high out of my mind. So that's why, like, it's always very hazy. Where I'm like, oh, well, it seemed like the the baby was more of a toddler, but they dubbed it with like goo goo gaga or something <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, he so was definitely like three. Yeah. Uh. I still talk like that when I don't feel like getting up and want you guys to grab me. You want Baba? The humor uh, you're talking about in this movie, especially with the two characters we keep on bringing up, the two brothers, there, like, there is a really good example of just how morbid the sense of humor is. It's uh, the Quint character uh, is just got gored by Razorback. Yeah. And he's in the shed, and he gets his dog, and he's just like. Go tell, go oh, tell God, you know yeah. the daughter I'm, uh, that where I'm at. Go go tell him, boy. And uh, he just runs on the road, and just by a, a stroke of bad luck, runs into the two psychos, and they just run him over for and, the fun of and it. And he's like, "Why'd you do that?" And he's like, "I don't know." Yeah, and that was the end of that. Yeah. Like that was the end. <laughs> it of that was scene. the it was the anti lassie scene. <laughs> yeah, but and there's like nice little like quips here and there you know that's not overly done it's not like joss whedon fucking shit where everybody just has quippy dialogue like it's little things here and there that makes it you know yeah they kept the yeah they kept the the scenes going i'm trying to think there's a few good would you say it's worth checking out absolutely absolutely especially if you're in uh 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 animal attacks creature feature yeah, this would be a good. Like I could I totally see like Exume playing this. Yeah, movie. absolutely. I would take this over a lot of the the post Jaws creature feature, you know, animal attacks. Yeah, this one's definitely like stylistically, it's head and shoulders above most of them. Yeah, it that's stylistically, it, it's got a lot of style. To yeah, it. that that's it. like, and that's the problem. Like, that's its strongest part and it's just not enough to hold it above like getting like a B minus rating like if there was just something else about it it could have been really fucking cool and it just it just like putters around you know it's like somebody that looks really cool but doesn't really have much to say I feel like I don't know why but 
it, maybe maybe it's only in like the monsters attack genre, but when I think of a B movie, like I feel like this movie in the eighties just kind of is that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This definitely. I mean, there's 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 so many eighties isms in it. Yeah, you know, like the 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 two dickhead brother scumbags look like fucking. Yeah, they, they 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 look like yeah, like I said, like they they were they're like the British mod punk version of the Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre family. The, the, like they they they're definitely distant relatives. The one guy before he gets um, you know mauled to death, he just puts on his headphones or something. Like yeah, his Walkman headphones. Yeah, and it's just uh, th- yeah. <laughs> so dumb. If, if if Johnny Rotten, if Johnny Rotten like grew up with the Sawyer family, <laughs> that's these two. When when the, the when the husband, um. You know he's taken the axe, yeah, <laughs> to the to the poor unsuspecting uh, kangaroo, kangaroo, um, and they probably like, what the fuck did you do that shit for? And they throw the jacket at him, and they're like, we'll, we'll be back in five to yeah. six hours, in, in, in five or six hours. But the whole sentence that he runs through. Like as like before he gets to that, I didn't understand one <laughs> word that he said. What do they keep on saying to him? When they, I think they said it twice. Where he's they find him sleeping or something, and he's just, they're like wakey 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 wakey. Stop playing with snakey or something like that. <laughs> they they they're, no their their dialogue's very colorful with stuff like that. I could have watched a movie with like them and like yeah like more weirders like them and their their life. And you just had a razor background, except uh, instead we just got this boring dude. Yeah, the normal dude yeah, from New York. <laughs> exactly. Who who has cool scenes like like the Odorowski hallucination stuff. Mm. But yeah, it's just like I'm looking for my wife. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, got I don't feel go. much for him. I don't to be either. <laughs> I like the uh, the 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 uh, the true Tauntaun on Hoth scene. Oh. Like I'm having to yeah. like get like you know cuddle up to this dead kangaroo to stay warm that he butchered <laughs> but yeah it's a uh, it's worth checking out andrew and on uh what, what would you take of the two of tonight's i'm talk? gonna take tomb of the blind dead like I whoa mean, yeah i i felt like that mo- i i i dig that movie and honestly while i was watching razorback i was like this, this is has andrew like, written all yeah I, I figured this would be like not just like for tonight but like one of your if we did like a top five episodes this wouldn't be like yeah razorback's number four i liked razorback but yeah i mean tomb of the blind Dead is just so cool yet um despite it's like standard plot at least like the I could follow it right. and you know and if I had a choice of like watching one again I would probably watch Tombs of the Blind Dead you know whoa wow Joe I'm gonna guess you're gonna say Tombs of the Blind Dead over yep. Razorback I'm on my own tonight yep. <laughs> that, that's that's fine, fine though yeah. yeah did we pick a favorite scene for Razorback no Joe do you have a favorite scene for Razorback I this will uh, probably sound bad, but the opening sequence is actually my favorite scene in Razorback, and it makes it sound as if like the rest of the movie just doesn't live up yeah. to it, which is not true. But I just liked the way that the initial scene where they set up the grandfather and the attack that 
of this Razorback <laughs> fucking destroying his It doesn't home. just, like, go through the house. It blasts. It blasts yeah. through the house <laughs> like a cannon. A fire erupts. <laughs> it just um, leaves it in the room. But that, the, the, that red sky, mm. yeah, you know, like, leading up, like, that, that whole first, like, four minutes or whatever it is is really nice. What about you, Andrew, if you had to pick a favorite? Man, it's hard because that opening... The scene is awesome. Like, and I do, even though you say, man, I could just watch that opening scene over and over again. Like if I was like, if I want to watch Razorback, I would just watch the opening scene. But, um, uh, uh, but I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, probably the dude's TV. I, I knew that that was going to be it for you. Uh, I want to, I want to say the, the, uh, the surrealist hallucination scene, but if I'm going to really be honest, I don't want to say it's my favorite scene, but it's the scene where it just like really got the, the scene where he has to kill the kangaroo really oh, just like yeah. fucking like all that like weird shit going on in the soundtrack and yeah. everything like it, the it landscape really, was eerie. Yeah. Everything, everything about, about it. it just like fucks you up. It just, yeah. it's just like, it, it gives me this. And I've seen this movie before and I remembered like it was coming and I still felt just like unsettled and queasy during that. Yeah. He's throwing up over the Yeah, thing. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> Tying kangaroo. Yeah. So Razorback. And not only that oh yeah, great movie. No. Good nah. movie. <laughs> yeah. It's no, because when you talk about it when you, John just auto corrected yeah. himself. <laughs> when you talk about it and you're like just talking about all the great things, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But when you sit down and watch it, it's just sort of like uh, I just kinda wish we like hurried up here or we just didn't do this typical of this subgenre plot line right here and You know, and even though the ending uh I mean, the ending was fine. I just felt a little disappointed. I'm like, oh, you lured it into the shredder thing, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, it's mm. just your and it's your typical man versus beast at yeah, the end. And he gets the girl at the end. Yeah, and it's well, just, does he really? That just he just holds her. Well, I guess it's yeah, yeah. Well, a, it's a still yeah. of them together, like Ooh. yeah. But you could, I mean, like I would do that if I was in a tense situation battling a giant boar. And yeah, well, I mean, like I'm pretty sure that she didn't arms. just go like. All right, good game, and walk away after that. He just lost his wife to this horrible fucking... kisses this girl. Yeah, that don't mean anything. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I wish, if if this was a hit, I wish there was a sequel where it's like it had a litter, and you could call it Razor Pack. (laughs) That would be pretty Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? I'm what surprised is, there wasn't a sequel. It didn't do well, that's why. What it is was, uh, it did modest business at best. What is a pack of uh When has that ever stopped called? anyone? A, a, a pack of what? Of like wild boars, what are they called? Like what's the plural? Like you know, like a murder of ravens and whatnot. Oh, that's a good question. I will look it up. <laughs> Hang on. As uh, the one with the phone. I yeah, just want to um, put Razor in front of it. It's like Razor Horde. Yeah. Um, I would say... I want to come up with a really nasty <laughs> fucking joke here, and I just can't do it. Like, I, like I, can't, I can't think of anything. Groups of older pigs are called a sounder of swine, a <laughs> team or passel of hogs... 
or a singular of boars. Isn't Razorback not... Which re- seems like someone was just being ironic by calling it a singular of boars. <laughs> um, isn't Razorback not even a real animal? It's just like a nickname for a wild boar? I think, yeah, it's just like Yeah, a- it's a feral wild pig. Razorback. That ain't no pig. That's a Razorback. <laughs> Do you think that's who Metallica was talking about when they wrote Damage Incorporated? This movie? Yeah. Perhaps. Well, he says, don't fuck with Razorback in the lyrics. Yeah. Damage Inc. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see a, a, a video edit of of Damage, Damage Inc. with Razorback as, <laughs> as the visual. Peace, peace, sells, peace sells, but who's buying has a far superior album closer than Master of Puppets. Yep. Peace sells, but who's buying is a better album than Master of Puppets. Correct. Glad we agree on that. Oh, Megadeth is the greatest thrash metal band. All right, on that note, <laughs> I don't know where we got to there. It was is my there fault. Any, is there anything else you guys want to say? Uh, top it off. Top we're it at the. We're just about to hit the two-hour mark. Why don't you just sign us out? Give us a. Give us the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Social media. Yeah, shit. that um, thing. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram, and we have an email address. And uh, our email address is late night n i t e. Uh, Psychorama at gmail.com. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, you can reach us uh, anyway. I was thinking, like, for the end of this episode, I was going to, last week we did, uh, we ended it with Mortician's Rabbit, uh, as the, the, the outro track. And I was going to do Hooded Menace's theme from the Return of the Evil Dead. You can do that. For this one. Seeing that hooded menace love the blinder. Yeah, I'm sure not gonna stop you. Joe, say goodnight. Good night. Have a good one, ladies and gentlemen. See you next time. Oh!